welcome back, Warrior Kids. My name is Pam Palmiter, and I'm the host of the Warrior Kids podcast, which is taped before our famous live studio audience, Cricket. I'm a Mi'kmaq professor who has created this podcast to celebrate everything Indigenous and work with Warrior Kids to help make the world a better place. If that sounds like something you'd like to do, then join us here every Wednesday and learn some really cool things along the way. Happy Native American Heritage Month, Warrior Kids! I hope you all enjoyed our last episode celebrating some of the amazing Native Americans doing great things. In our last episode, I promised to share with you a traditional Mi'kmaq story. Why a Mi'kmaq story? Well, the Mi'kmaq Nation is one of the Indigenous nations on Turtle Island whose lands straddle the Canada-United States border. So, some of my relatives are considered Native Americans because they live in the United States. And it might also be a little tiny bit because I'm Mi'kmaq and I like to share Mi'kmaq culture with all of you. The story I'm going to share is called The Boy and the Whale. And it has been told to me by many different Mi'kmaq elders over the years. And each elder who's ever told the story made tiny little changes in the story so that it seems like it was different every time. I think that's one of my favorite parts of Mi'kmaq storytelling. You know that the story will always be the same, but you never know what little detail might change each time. The version I'm going to share with you is one which has been told to me by many elders, but was adapted just a little bit by myself and my new friend Dan Hines at the Stories Podcast. We wanted to do a podcast project together in honor of Native American Heritage Month. So this is what we did. And some of you might already be fans of the Stories Podcast. They tell great stories for bedtime. If you haven't heard them yet, you've got to check them out. So, you are in luck. You can listen to the Mi'kmaq story here on Warrior Kids Podcast and on the Stories Podcast. But before I get into the story of the boy and the whale, you should all learn how to say whale in Mi'kmaq. You didn't think I was going to let you get through a whole podcast without learning at least one Mi'kmaq word, did you? So... What is the Mi'kmaq word for whale? Buttup means whale. Let's practice it one more time. Buttup. Buttup means whale. Okay, now you're ready for the story. I hope you enjoy it. Once upon a time, an old Mi'kmaq couple was sitting in their wigwam dreaming about food. It had been a lean year. A lean few years, really, and they were getting by on only the smallest amounts of fish that happened to swim into their nets and the few little berries that they were able to gather. There never seemed to be enough to eat, but somehow they made it work, and they were always, always grateful for what little they had. Their wigwam was a small thing, a frame of wooden poles, covered with bark and animal hides and woven reeds. But it was warm and it was cozy. One day, while they were sitting inside, the old woman was weaving, the old man telling his stories. They heard a soft knocking, but couldn't tell from where. 
Who could that be? the old woman asked. They lived deep in the wilderness by the sea and never had guests, invited or otherwise. It must be the wind, the old man said. But the sound began to get louder. That doesn't sound like the wind to me, the old woman said. The old man grunted and walked outside of the wigwam. <laughs> He didn't see anything or anyone, but the knocking came again, and it sounded like it was somewhere further away. He called out to the old woman, and together they went into the forest. But the rapping sound got softer and softer. It became obvious that the knocking wasn't coming from the forest. So they returned to their wigwam, where they heard the rapping again. It's here, said the old woman. It's under the ground. I think it's under our home. From the world beneath the earth, the old man agreed, we should dig it up. So they got on their knees and they began to move the loose dirt around on the wigwam floor. By handfuls and handfuls, they dug and dug. The rap rapping grew louder with every second. Finally, they pulled back a handful of cold earth and saw deep brown eyes staring at them from under a lock of hair. It's a boy! cried the old woman. A boy sent to us from the world beneath the earth. Stand back, said the old man, crouching down, his old joints popping and his back groaning. He thrust his arms into the earth and heaved. All at once, the rap rap rapping stopped, and with a wet pop, the boy sprung from the earth and into the old couple's arms in a tiny heap. He was covered in cold dirt with roots and bugs, but he was smiling. He was happy to be free. Let's clean him off and get him dressed, the old woman said. He needs some loving care. And a good washing, and I'd say a good meal, too, the old man agreed. He scooped up the boy in his arms and hugged him to warm him up. They put the rest of the dirt back to cover up the hole, and then they focused on washing the boy clean and dressing him in warm clothes. They also gave him some soup. It only had a little bit of fish and a couple of berries. It was a thin soup, but it was hot, and the boy seemed to really appreciate it. Thank you, he said, feeling himself again. Thank you for taking me in. Of course, the old couple said. They had very little, but what they did have. They were more than happy to share and very glad to help care for the boy. They asked him where he came from, but he said he didn't remember anything before waking up in the earth. Realizing that the boy had truly been sent from the world beneath the earth, the old couple knew that they were meant to take care of this precious little boy. What little they did have, they would share, for that was the way of their people, the Mi'kmaq. And that was the right way to live. Over the next few months and years, the boy grew and grew, and he proved to be very helpful. The old couple was feeling their age. Their arms would quickly tire from fishing, and their backs were really sore from bending over to gather berries. 
But the boy watched them, and he learned how to fish in the rivers and the sea, and he learned what wild plants were good for eating and which were good for medicine, and he also learned how to dig for oysters on the ocean shore. Over time, the old couple could only help him a little bit, though, because they were getting old. But that was just fine by the boy. He had watched the couple and learned a lot from them. He was honored to help provide for their little family. And though there still wasn't much food to go around, they were all happy to be together. One day, the boy got up in the morning, stood in front of the old couple and said, Today, I go out to get food for you. Let me do the work. No, my boy, said the old man. We don't mind helping you. Truly, agreed the old woman, it makes us happy to see you grow. And the boy had grown. He was taller, his hair was long and dark, and his muscles were lean and hard. Just one day, let me go alone and I will show you. I will get us some food, said the boy. The old man and woman looked at each other and agreed. It seemed important to the boy to go out on his own and prove himself, and they wanted him to be happy. Be safe, the old woman said. Bring us back a whale, the old man said, knowing, of course, this was wishful thinking. It had been many long years since they had seen a whale, and hunting whales took a whole crew of men to go out into the ocean and hunt. I'll do my best, said the boy. He hugged them both and then pushed out the door, headed for the ocean. The old man and woman watched him go until he disappeared into the trees. Do you think he'll find much food? the old man asked. He's a good boy, the old woman said. Whatever he finds, we'll be thankful. We'll be thankful, the old man agreed. The morning passed into the afternoon and then passed into the early evening. But just then, the boy came trotting back into the wigwam. I'm home, he said. And how did you make out today? The old man asked. Come and see, the boy said, running back outside. The old man and woman smiled and followed him out the door. In the little clearing around their wigwam, the boy stood proudly, gesturing at his small pile of oysters. It wasn't much food, but the old man and woman smiled all the same. It would be enough, and they were grateful that the boy had tried to help. Oysters, the old woman said. Thank you so much. Great job, agreed the old man, clapping the boy on the shoulder. Thank you, the boy said, but look again. The old man and woman came closer, and then they started laughing with joy. They couldn't believe it. The boy had laid the oysters out on the ground in the shape of a whale. I brought you a whale, the boy said. What a catch, the old man responded. This is a cause for celebration, the old woman said, and hugged the boy tight. And as she did, she felt something stir inside of her. Some spirit of joy deep within her heart. She began to dance, a dance of thanks, of celebration, and of love for her old man and her boy, who both were watching with shock on their faces. She danced around the oysters, shaking and moving and celebrating, 
And as she danced, she began to feel a power growing inside of her. The old man and the boy gasped as the oysters began to glow. The old woman kept moving, dancing and winding in and over and around the pile of oysters. And they glowed brighter and brighter until they were one big blaze of light. And still the old woman kept dancing and the light began to grow and grow and grow. Soon the light was as big as their wigwam and the old woman was moving in broad circles around it. What's happening? asked the old man. But the boy only smiled and clapped his hands in time with her dancing. Being from the world beneath the earth, he knew a gift from the creator when he saw one. Then the light started to fade just a little and the old woman's dancing started to slow. And as the brightness dimmed, they saw that the oysters were gone. But in their place laid a whale, a huge whale, heavy with meat and fat and everything they would need for them to survive the cold, bleak winter ahead. Incredible, said the old man, running up to hug the old woman. And she hugged him back and they laughed and they pulled the boy into the hug too. What a catch, they said to the boy, ruffling his hair. I told you I would bring you a whale, he said, smiling from ear to ear. They took the whale and burned some sweet grass that they had saved for just such a ceremony. They thanked the whale for its sacrifice and promised nothing would go to waste. The meat they used to have a feast, their first in many years. And for once, they all fell asleep with their bellies completely full. After that, they spent days drying the meat so that they would have plenty to eat all throughout the winter. They rendered the fat and blubber into oil so that they would have lamps to keep the darkness at bay through the short days. And even the bones were used to make weapons and tools for hunting and protection and jewelry and other items for their wigwam. For the first time in a long time, they had more than enough. They had plenty. Of course, the old man and woman had been very happy to care for their boy, the wonder who came from the world beneath the earth, even when they had very little. And as a result, they were blessed with everything they needed. This is because the old couple knew what all Mi'kmaq people know, that there is a joy to being thankful, a wonder in being content, and a special magic in sharing your food, your fire, and your home with those in need, because we are all one Nigma, which means family. The End Happy Native American Heritage Month, everyone! I hope you really enjoyed the story, and don't forget to check us out on our website at www.warriorkidspodcast.com. Thank you all for listening, learning, and acting. Till next time, later gators! Thank <laughs> you.